Today, we have expert guest Sonia Corkery joining me on the podcast to help you set up your business correctly while you monetize building your personal brand. Sonia, how are you going? I'm good, as how are you? I'm very excited to have this conversation because you're a wife, you're a mother, you're an incredible businesswoman, and it's very rare that I get to have a conversation with someone that ticks all those three boxes. I thought a great place to start is with your incredible journey. You've got an extensive background in finance to building a major electrical contracting business, Electrotech, to now Clear Plan Consulting. Did you want to give a quick snapshot of your background for the listeners so they can get a feel for who Sonia Cockery is? Again, thanks for having me on today. I love talking to like-minded people in business. So thanks again. Obviously, my background in finance came came from a a really unusual way, actually. I love people and I always worked in sales as a young person. I was approached to come into finance essentially because, you know, a bank is unlike any other where they want you to sell. And I fell from a retail space actually into a finance space because I wanted a Monday to Friday job. Retails, obviously a lot of weekends, a lot of late nights, and there's a lot of commitment there. The money can be great and it's obviously great working with people. I fell into writing finance, personal lending initially, went into the banking system for one of the big four and basically grew my career through that. I was a bank manager by the time I was 23. Then I went into commercial lending and I dealt with clients all over Australia. And then eventually I did my financial planning diploma and progressed from there. I was loving my job, having a great career and and doing quite well. But my husband had, we'd also be running his business on the side and he needed help. And that's how I eventually fell into the business full time, which I, I loved. But, you know, that's essentially my journey there. And that's how most people start in business. Do you want to paint a picture? Because I think sort of underselling Electrotech a little bit. It's a massive company and I know a little bit about the insides of that. So do you want to paint a picture for the the size that Electrotech has grown to over the years just to sort of showcase the journey from getting into business and, and where that took you? Absolutely. So Electrotech, which originally was David trading as Oz Electrotech when he was a sole trader. He wanted to do better than what he was doing as far as he could see that he could do something better. And I would always support him if he wants to, to grow as a person and, you know, in his career. So he said, look, I'm actually just quit my job. He came home. We had a two-week-old son. He's like, I quit my job today. I'm actually going to open my own business. Yep, no problems at all. Can support you there. Essentially, he was fixing up mistakes that had been made in the automation space. Now, back in those days, a lot of people were doing it but weren't certified. People were spending tens of thousands of dollars to have these systems put in and they weren't working correctly because these people hadn't invested in the training. David had done, said yes to every course. He'd grown himself as a human being his skill set. And essentially, he made a plethora of money in the first 12, 18 months just by fixing mistakes of others. Now, he was getting really excited. The business basically just started to grow on its own fruition. We then grew into a trust entity in 2012. We had five or six guys. We had never even imagined that it would grow to that. And then it just kind of exploded. And before we knew it, we had 21 guys. We had grown to a company. And then we basically branched off sending one guy down to Southeast Queensland on his own. And then that basically eventuated into a whole nother business. So we grew into a multi-location business. 
with obviously multiple teams running remotely. So that had its challenges in itself. And, you know, here we are turning over substantial amount of money, being able to do that and running those teams, you know, essentially from a business perspective, we're very much family orientated. So it's almost like a small business, but it's kind of not in that sense where it's actually grown to. So we've done well and we're very blessed and grateful, but yeah, we, we never imagined it would grow into what it is today. Something I'll quickly touch on is you've also used the profits inside Electrotech to make investments outside of the business to set up the future of your life. Do you want to touch on that very quickly? Because I know a lot of business owners tuning in don't always see their business as a vehicle for wealth creation, but you've ticked all the boxes in that category. So when I'm talking to people from a consultancy's perspective, a lot of what I see is people have lived and breathed and grown this baby, their business into what it is today. And and they essentially have become that business. There's no separation between themselves and the entity. David and I always knew that this business was a vehicle. We had a dream as a family, as couples, even as individual people of what we wanted to achieve in our life. And we knew that that business was the vehicle to get us there. Essentially, we've enabled ourselves to set up this great portfolio personally because of what we've done within the business and how we've actually made the decisions. We're looking at taxation perspective, looking at wealth creation, having the best structure in place to support what we want in the long term and basically planning our future as individuals, family and the business together in one large map like puzzle pieces to make sure that we get what we want so that we don't get to the end of the journey and say, oh, now we've got to sell it to have money to live on in retirement and then we don't get what we need and essentially we're in a position where we have to keep working. We never wanted that. We wanted to set up our kids as well. And we've been able to do that through the business, which is amazing. I think that's really important to plant that seed because the audience tuning in today, a lot of them are personal brands and that's who it's catered to. But understanding that the path you take in business as a personal brand and thinking about the bigger picture and how you can utilize the profit that you create to set up your future so you can choose to work and have those options is really powerful. But I also want to touch on the backstory of how you develop that money mindset because I know growing up you had a very interesting set of circumstances that happened to you when you were very young. So what shaped that thinking and shaped that mindset? Because it's a beautiful story and I think some people might be able to relate to this. <laughs> Look, I'm so fortunate. I have a um, extremely entrepreneurial mum. So my mum had more businesses than most people can say that they had in their lifetime. She's always been a very driven human being, always instilled in me and my dad as well. You know, if you want something, you have to make it happen. It's not going to ever fall in your lap. Like by the time I was eight years old, they had two businesses side by side running in the hinterland of Sunshine Coast. I was serving fuel. I was checking tire pressure, cleaning windows. You know, I was eight years old. I was learning to give cash back and looking at profit margins and what sold because that's what I was being taught. They don't teach that in school. So we got to a point where through no fault of their own, one of the businesses was doing quite terribly. And my dad actually had to leave to go and have a job. Now, He's a a heavy haulage driver, so I didn't get to see him. And my mum essentially ran these two businesses by herself. Now, I have an older sister who's special needs, quite high-level disability. So my mum had my grandma, my sister, and myself to look after, run two businesses, and essentially got to a point where we couldn't even rent a house anymore. We had to move downstairs and live in the mechanic workshop of one of those businesses. And I tell you, in Mullaney, it's pretty darn cold there in winter and with like no walls, we had to make it work. But for me, I thought 
I'm never going to be in this position when I'm an adult. Like I know that it's been really terrible for her in this position. She's done what she's had to do and she's done a great job to get out of it. She never went bankrupt. She never walked away. It was never got to the point where she said it's too hard. I'm going to take those things that I've learned and I'm going to make sure I'm never in that position. So when I set up things, not only for myself, but for the people I work with, I give you fullback upon fullback upon fullback, right? Because I'm all about mitigating the risk because I don't ever want people to be in that position. But it comes with knowledge, it comes with tenacity, and it comes with drive. And that's what I learned. And I can be forever grateful for my parents for that. I think that's amazing. And the fact that through Clip Plan, which we'll talk a little bit about a little bit further on in the conversation, so you get to deal with different types of business owners on a daily basis. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see when you're sitting face-to-face with a business that we can help some of the listeners be aware of and hopefully anticipate and avoid some of those mistakes? Well, a lot of the stuff comes down to the foundational setup of the business, okay? And and look, people aren't taught this. You know, they're very good at their skill set and they can see that they can make good money by going out on their own. But if they aren't given the foundational advice, then it's very easy to have things creep up on you that you can't get on top of. And then it snowballs and then you get to a point where you just say, hey, it's too hard and they close the doors. So there's a few things that you can actually set up. And I do go through that when I work with people. Foundationally, that can give you kind of an indicator quite quickly if something's wrong. If you have a flag saying, hey, this is a problem you need to address. Hey, this is a really big problem. You need to work on that straight away. Once people know and they've got these indicators, it's easy to make those decisions to alleviate that problem or put something in place to mitigate whatever risk is coming. We talk about profit first model. If you're already allocating funds for those liabilities, you'll see quite quickly if you're you're making money or not. I have a lot of issues where people um, aren't even able to read financial statements. That's fine, but we need to help you learn that so that you can see from both fronts where you're tracking so that you can make decisions. You also have to plan. People who haven't learned that before don't know that. And that's fine, but that's part of what we teach, instill, and how we guide our clients through that process. I think that's really important advice because if I rewind the clock back, to the early years of my journey, the first year I actually made a profit. I was so used to having carryover losses that I'd completely forgotten about tax. So I was treating the business like an ATM, pulling all the money out, not planning for anything and in la-la land. And then you get that letter from the ATO when you lodge everything and you get a very rude shock. So yeah, I'm sure that you see that happen a lot. So when it comes to the compliance side, what do businesses in the personal brand space need to start being aware of so they can be compliant and not have the fear that they're behind on their taxes or they're incurring costs or they're missing out on opportunities to keep their business nice and stable? I think that from that aspect, once you set up the model where we allocate the funds automatically to you know cover those liabilities, you don't even need a human being to do it. We can automate that through your banking product, okay? And a lot of people may not be aware of that. We can also run the products that will suit your business within your banking structure so that it's more favorable for you. You get more time out of your money. So it gives you more longevity on your cash flow and that kind of thing. And that's that's the space where I love to play because I'm very strategic. Actually, that's what fills my cup. I get to do that not just for me, but for others. And basically, once you're aware of what you need to do and, and the, the timeframes, because let's be honest, Bass is lodged every quarter. It happens every year. PAYG happens every month. If you're allocating those amounts on a smaller 
scale more regularly, you will turn around and you'll already see that that lump sum sitting there by the time the bill comes around. And you'll feel so great knowing it's already allocated and you don't have to worry about it. It's the relief that you get from knowing that's already in place. And that's what we want to give our clients is we want to give them the certainty and the relief of knowing that's allocated. And then they can get on the business of doing what they do best. Amazing. And on the protection side as well, we've had some really good conversations around that. I know you have in-depth knowledge about that. So with insurances and making sure that you cover yourself in aspects, what are some tips that we can share with people who may not have even thought about protection and insurance as a business owner? Absolutely. So if you've never been in a situation where you've been exposed to something bad happening to someone close to you or yourself, it's really easy to get in the mindset of insurance is just that awful thing I have to pay and I hate it and I'll not pay it if I don't have to because that's more money in my pocket. I always ask for people to think of that situation and how they would feel if that event happened and they didn't have something in place and knowing that they might not ever be able to get that insurance once that event happens. So for an example, if say they made a claim and because they unfortunately had cancer, if they didn't have insurance, they would never probably be able to get covered for that again once they've had that illness actually happen. So we talk a lot about mitigating, but a girlfriend of mine when I was a financial planner used to say, we understand they can't live off Vegemite sandwiches to pay insurance. We get it. So we look at what you can do to make sure it's a favorable structure for you. Obviously, we're working with other specialists because I'm no longer a financial planner, but we do have extensive knowledge in that space and we make sure that we give you all the options so you can make an informed decision, right? And that's what it's about. It's just knowing what you're covered for, what it costs you, and giving you that peace of mind. If you're happy to have that in place and you know, then you can move on and and keep growing your brand. That's where you aim the game is to keep growing, keep moving forward. Oh, reiterate that a little bit too. As a personal brand, you do want to make sure that you cover yourself because you're putting content out. You're in, right? Cover yourself, cover your income, right? If you can't work because you're unwell and your brand and you're the main person in your business, you need to make sure that that's going to continue to come in. You have a home loan or you have children. You've got to put food on the table. You've got to make sure that we, we cover those incomes that are coming in absolutely. And I think too, shifting your energy towards insurance and looking at it as an investment for that peace of mind and knowing that if something did happen and you can't consult, you can't speak, you can't train, however you're generating your income, just knowing that's there can help you sleep much better at night. So I'm so glad that you we're able to share that insight. Oh, I love it. Look, I love it. And I've got family members that have been affected and I just feel like I wish people sometimes would listen, but at the end of the day, you know, people don't know what they don't know. And once they've got the information, it's up to them to make the choice, right? Correct. And again, back to the profit first conversation that you touched on before, one of the areas I know I struggled with was paying myself and knowing what to pull out of the business. And I think for personal brands that are building, they've got expenses, they might be budgeting for their growth and so forth. Do you have any tips on how to work out or calculate what to pay yourself and what to take out of the business as you keep growing in revenue and profit? Yeah. So if you haven't read Profit First, it's an amazing book. It's available on Audible for anyone who doesn't love the paper book reading. There's a little bit of tweaking that I would do to that model to suit the Australian market. And just from my own experience, obviously, extensively in banking and financial planning. But essentially what I would say to that is you need to look at your industry. Okay. So you need to be on par with the others in your industry and you can do a bit of background with that with your accountant. 
And essentially, once you put those benchmarks in place, you will know what you can affordably take out. So you need to work out, say, your break-even point of the business and know know your numbers. So you know what you have to do to just turn the key to get the business going before you even make your first dollar. From that point, you'll know what your industry average of percentage is for that type of entity or business. And then from there, you can look at, okay, what can I pay myself? What net profit percentage am I going to set as my benchmark? And what can I comfortably allocate? Now, again, I set up fallbacks for fallbacks. So there's always a little extra cushion. And we do that so that, you know, if you say you get to May and everything is kicking along looking sweet, the account's like, yep, no problem. You can take a bit of extra cash before the end of the year if you have the ability to do so comfortably in your business. Also on that, make sure you meet with your accountant probably March, May is probably way too late. But just having those conversations and having that money allocated so if you can, you do, right? But then we also talked to you about taking it out in a way that is beneficial for you and having those conversations with the accountant. Now, as well, I'll just tell everybody, I actually work with you with your specialist. I'm your conduit. I will help you. I help you understand the language. We sit and have a conversation. We talk about it on a practical level. I'm not going to just chuck you in the deep end and hope that you're a really quick learner. That's what I'm here for. I think that's a really important point. We've got the fun and affectionate phrase, you're the janitor that comes in <laughs> cleans up, up businesses. And the, the irony is some of these, well, I don't know if it's ironic, but some of the businesses you work with are old businesses. They've been around for a long, long time and you still need to come in and clean them up. And I think one of the best things that you do is educate. And a lot of people that go down the, the personal brand and consulting path are really good at their craft, but understanding the business side yep. is a whole other skill set. And you kind of provide a crash course done with you business education that would take you years to learn elsewhere. So do you want to explain your role as the janitor who comes in and cleans up businesses? I love it. I love it because if you haven't distinguished the fact that there's visionaries and there's integrators. I am. I love being an integrator. Like I love it. David's definitely the big ideas man. Absolutely. But I'm the person who goes, give me that. I'm going to put it into place. So from a professional aspect on a consulting front, I want to take these things and I want to help you implement and put them in place. It's almost like a unicorn, right? Because a lot of people in the coaching space, for example, and I've had a lot of mentors and I love them. I've learned so much, but they don't do it for you. And that's fine because they're one person. So we have a team of integrators that want to come in and do the thing that you don't have time to do, right? We still expect you to understand what's going on. We don't abdicate you from all responsibility. But when we come in, we literally clean it up for you. We do the jobs that nobody wants to do, you know, and we get those things set up because yes, you pay for the service, but we can probably get it done more quickly, more succinctly and streamline that than you could by having to stop what you're doing, allocate time over here, learn it. It's really hard to keep your momentum moving forward if you're having to constantly stop to do those things all the time. If you could pay someone to come in and do that for you and it's at a business expense, absolutely, well, then in my mind, why wouldn't you do that, right? Because you need to keep growing your business. That's the point. Somebody else fixes up on the back end. It's like having a bookkeeper, an accountant. We're just another service that gets you where you need to go more quickly. The conversation a few weeks ago on the podcast was time versus money. And I think if you want to be as effective as you possibly can, all those areas that are going to take you out of your zone of genius where you generate the most income and you're the most valuable, any time that you can pay someone else to take that off your hands, you can repurpose that time to generate much more profit in the marketplace. Isn't that right? 
Absolutely. And like, we're a bit unique too. So if you're in Darwin and you said, I need you here, I'd go, no problems. You pay my flights and accommodation and I will come. It's hard to get a specialist to come into your business space. It's one of those things and and time for money. You need to be on the ground. Like if you had to pack up, go in, see that accountant, see that solicitor, you know, it takes time away from doing what you're doing. If you could have someone come into your business and they literally come in, sit down and they have the meeting with you and implement while they're there and then leave and go back, you can still keep running your day to day. And it's really important once you understand, okay, time versus money. Absolutely. It's a no brainer. Yeah. I think there are a lot of people that ears will prick up when they <laughs> I know one of the biggest pivots in my own world it has been able to get support in areas like that to enable my time to go back into the highest ROI activities and also the ones that fill up the cup and, and yeah. bring the most joy. So it's definitely worth having a conversation around Sonia if you're finding yourself spending a lot of time with your finances, with compliance, doing administration and all the things that are probably not going to generate you the highest ROI. I know that you have a very unique way of creating a vision that encompasses your whole family. Yes. And you're a mother, as, and as I mentioned <laughs> at the start, you're a wife and a businesswoman. So do you want to share how you go about doing that? Because your vision as a family is aligned with everything you do in the business world and the investment world, which I think is why you've been so successful. So do you want to give some tips around that? Yeah, it's really great to actually see your children learning these kind of practical skills, you know, from a really young age. So currently we've got three sons. We have a 14, an 11 and a 6. And our kids, you know, have some additional challenges. I've I've got a couple of kids that are on the ASD spectrum, so autism spectrum and, and a few other little learning difficulties, but they're beautiful and wonderful and I'm giving them every opportunity to be successful in life. So when we sit down and we plan as a family. And, and I do the same activity with our clients as well. We really sit down and what we want to do is map out your ideal life, okay? Because I don't want to have my head down, bum up working and put my head up 10 or 20 years down the track and kind of look over my shoulder and go, well, that didn't go how I'd planned and I'm not really where I thought I was going to be. So we sit down as a family and as I said, we do this activity with the clients and say, design your life. If you could have anything, what would it look like? We talk about there's the $150 million lotto win and then there's, okay, something you can build for yourself. And I basically get them to brainstorm this verbal diarrhea almost onto paper of all of the hopes and dreams that they would hope. I want to travel. I want to have an overseas holiday every two to three years and I want to take, you know, six months. I want to have the freedom to choose. That's the biggest one. I'd love a nice car. I want my kids to be comfortable. I just want to have an income stream so I can have the choice to do whatever I want. Okay, what does that look like? We eventually break that down through a lot of questioning. It does take time and we essentially map those things out and then we allocate a dollar figure to those things in today's dollars. Obviously, we have to forecast that for And we essentially create this amazing map, almost like a vision board cross a strategic plan. And then we basically say, okay, we're going to reverse engineer that. What things do we need to do in what timeframe to get those things happening for you? And then we choose vehicles to get you there. What types of things would you be putting your funds away into to get you to those points? Great. And then we build that. And essentially we, we keep just reverse engineering that down until we have it. What do we do every week to get us moving forward? I think that's so important because you can go on a path and not know why you're doing it, where it's taking you. And the fact that when you're working with someone, you step back and go, okay, what does this actually mean for you, your family? You could just be on your own at the moment. What does this mean for you and your future? And actually designing the business and the path that's aligned with what you actually want. And I know you've booked family holidays going overseas to Europe. I think it was Italy 
Yep, that's <laughs> happening. Absolutely. Walking the walk in these areas. So that's exciting when you've got a life that's purposeful. And if you're doing it with a family, everyone's had input into that. So I think having that in line with the strategic side of the business is a complete game changer because it adds a whole new layer of meaning to what you're doing. So Absolutely. I mean, when your son who's 11 comes to you and he's like, hey, with my Christmas money, I actually want to go buy bullion. So can you book in an appointment so we can go down a private vault? So I want to buy some bullion. I'm like, yeah, no worries. So I book it in, we go down. They're fully aware of the process. They know what they want to buy before they get there. They're provisioning, right? So I said to him, park your money where it's going to be valuable to you. But we talk about diversification. You can't learn this in school. They don't teach that. And we want to give our kids every opportunity to have the best life. That's all we want for our kids. We do that for ourselves, yes. But what we're doing with our families is we're actually teaching that to other people. Could be our kids, could be our parents, brothers, sisters, cousins, friends. And what you do and when people see you doing it being successful, you'll unbeknownst to you even be teaching these people those amazing skill sets to be successful as well. And I'm sure anyone that's listened to this point in the conversation would be pretty curious about how they might be able to get in touch and maybe start off with, I know you have a free consultation initially to sort of help people unpack where they might need some of this support. Yes. Uh, what's the best way to get in touch with you and have a conversation like that and start putting the ideas and the steps down on paper? We can reach out to our team, obviously. So we have the ability to book the free consultation via our website. So www.clearplanconsulting.com.au. You can get us on the socials as well. Reach out. We can get an appointment booked in that way. And essentially, we'll sit down, have a conversation, and we'll let you know what we can do for you. And then you can make a decision on how you want to move forward. But at the end of the day, we're going to have a great conversation. It's going to cost you nothing to do that. And even from that, you'll have a a few steps forward on what you want to do. So I think it's worth the time invested, right? We'll put the links to those in the show notes below so people can go there and to have a conversation with Sonia and I've had many and knowing her business brain, which you're familiar with listening to this episode, is such a unique opportunity. And I'll give my endorsement because we've known each other for probably four or five years now. And every time that we chat about business, I learn something new or something gets brought to my attention that I need to address or look at. And the mindset that Sonia will bring to the way you operate moving forward aligned with your vision and your strategy, you're not going to get a more holistic layer of support that will actually put you in your zone of genius, spending time time on what you love, where you'll make the most income and know that uh, all the I's are dotted and all the T's are crossed. So I highly recommend just starting with that chat because that conversation itself is going to be a game changer for your business, regardless of where it goes thereafter. So that's my personal endorsement for Sonia. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. And I love what I do and I love connecting with people. So please reach out guys here anytime. Amazing. You've been so generous uh, with your time and joining me on the show today. So go follow Sonia, get in touch, have that conversation. And I really appreciate the conversation. Thank you. Thanks, Az.